I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with Your Card Out. Well, here we are. Um, it's February 9th again, and if you're sort of new to the podcast, you might not know that uh, February 9th is the anniversary of when my grandmother passed away. Now, you might be asking yourself, like, why is this like such a big deal for you, Jason? Well, a lot of the reason I'm into video game music, and, and I had gotten into a video game uh, music uh, soundtrack collection, was because of her. She bought my initial two soundtracks for me, the Secret of Mana soundtrack and the Final Fantasy VI Kefka's Domain soundtrack uh, for me years and years ago, and I it's kind of kind of been hooked ever since. She also is sort of the impetus for just getting us video games in general, buying us our Game Boys when uh, my brother and I were kids, and buying us our NES, despite uh, my parents' protests at the time. The way she got around that was she kept it at her house, and it was sort of like, a, well, it's my house, you can't tell me what to do in my house, so that was how that worked. And yeah, she figured out a way to do that, and it's, uh, yeah... Uh, there's also the long story of the um, the way I got into The Legend of Zelda was she worked at a retail store, uh, I believe called Two Guys, and one day they were just paging her constantly, just over and over and over, and she could not get her work done, to the point that she got so frustrated that she started ignoring it. Uh, eventually, one of the employees came over to her and was like, hey, Florence, they've been paging you for a long time, and her name is Florence, and she got, and she was so frustrated, she looked at the woman and said, my name's not Florence, it's Zelda. And years and years later, when we moved to New Mexico, because I wasn't even born at the time when that happened, she was digging through carts that one of her fellow Target employees out here in New Mexico had brought into work and was selling, and she saw the shiny gold cart with the name The Legend of Zelda on it, and bought it, and was like, oh, this looks interesting. And just it was just because of that, that story that she recognized the name Zelda, and was like, oh, I'll just buy this, because, you know, it was like $5 or something like that that the person was selling them for, and she thought she just bought us the NES, she'll buy us a whole bunch of games, and we can have fun with them. And that started a uh, lifelong love affair with that series for me, and yeah. So, um, what we do on these episodes is I tend to be a little bit less structured, I guess, in a sense, I don't really talk about the composers or anything, but I tell anecdotes about why I pick these tracks. Maybe not the tracks, but just the games that they're from. Just the general reason I pick these games. So the first game is Mega Man X. And needless to say, I've done this soundtrack on Rock Out With Your Carta before. I believe it was episode 69. And we did that on the Game is Drunk Game Club. And that is one of my favorite episodes. And also, this is one of my favorite games. I would probably place it like top five games I've ever played. It's, it's still fun, and I still just adore the hell out of it. So the story behind this one is this was going to be my younger brother's uh, birthday present one year. We knew where our grandma kept her, uh, kept our birthday presents hidden in her closet. And we went and were snooping around looking and she figured out that we had found it somehow. 
and got very, very angry with us. And that was really unusual. Um, Graham, I'm going to say Graham because that was just what we called her, but she never really got mad. Like, I very rarely saw that woman ever get mad at us. I, I, I know she did. It, it happened. But she rarely let it get out where she got visibly and audibly angry with us. She came into the bedroom and I don't remember the exact verbiage she used, but basically it was like, here you go, you little shits. You want to ruin your, you want to ruin your birthday present and you don't get anything now. And she threw the card at us or the, the, you know, the whole game. Cause we had it in the box and everything. And uh, yeah, she was not very happy. And she told us we could just play it. And my brother wasn't getting anything for her birthday or his birthday <laughs> now. So yeah, um, I'm not really sure how much of a punishment that was because here, here's your birthday present early. Go ahead and play it. I'm not getting you anything else. Like realistically, when you get down to it, it's like, well, it's not really much of a punishment, <laughs> but you know, she was very upset and just didn't know what to do. And you know, just the way she was, she wasn't going to uh, return the goddamn thing because uh, then, uh, you know, indulge grandmother that she was, she, uh, she then wouldn't have anything to give to my brother for her birthday. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, probably one of the uh, worst, uh, worst ideas for a punishment ever is giving us, uh, you know, or giving him his birthday present early. We ended up uh, yeah, loving that game. And uh, yeah, so just one of these weird little anecdotes from that. So the uh, tracks we're going to be playing from that are four of my favorites. And that is opening stage, spark mandrill, storm eagle, and Sigma Stage 1.
Our next game on this uh, episode is Link's Awakening. Not the remake, but the... Eh, we should do the remake. Maybe we'll do that next year. But um, the uh, the original version on the Game Boy. So for that, that was just um, me pestering her to buy it because it was the newest Zelda game. You know, my favorite series. And for me, it was kind of amazing to have a Zelda quest, a Zelda adventure uh, that I could take with me, take home with me because, you know, we still had our NES at, my, at her house and... And even our Super Nintendo was at her house. That was sort of one of those things of like, well, you can't 
really keep this at home or whatever. Eventually, my uh, parents did cave in and let us uh, take the NES home. I think it was even at that point when the Super Nintendo came out, and that was sort of our system that we could take home because it was obvious we weren't uh, getting over video games, and they just decided, like, how the hell with it? They already have this thing. Just let them have it here, too. So um, so the whole thing with uh, this one in particular is this was just, like, the first Zelda that I was able to play not at my grandma's house, and it was sort of like, a, wow, I can take this anywhere with me, and it's definitely one of my favorites, even if it's a little janky a little odd and yeah but the soundtrack to it is just absolutely astounding i had to parse this one down quite a bit because there is so so many good tracks for this uh, soundtrack that it's just one of those things that i was like ugh. and i just recently got this on vinyl too and uh yeah um to uh to kathy if on the off chance you're listening to this from the video game vinyl group thank you again you are an absolute saint and no i'm not turning around and selling that thing that will uh, be with me probably till the day i die and then uh, one of my kids will have to fight over it <laughs> from as uh, their inheritance or whatever because they'll probably sell it and uh, become as uh, rich as uh, one of the kings of england <laughs> so ew. anyway um so the four tracks we're gonna be listening to from Link's awakening are mabe village overworld Telltale Mountain Range, because it's one of the best pieces of Zelda music ever made, and Marin singing, which I just think is kind of pretty, and I think she would have uh, enjoyed if she had heard it, especially the uh, newer rendition of it. Anyway, here we go. Thank you. 
this one might even go to last year's theme of is that supposed to be singing <laughs> where you know uh celeste and all that at the the opera in final fantasy 6 uh yeah i think she would probably like the the remake it was uh she was always a big fan of like cute zelda to a point but you know there's that whole thing of like when i showed her what breath of the wild looked like and she was like holy cow it's the same series like it just the yeah the, like even she could appreciate the uh visual uh, upgrade that had happened since I, w- I was a kid it was just like whoa that's a uh, that's astounding that looks like a moving cartoon at this point <laughs> so yeah anyway um our next game is actually super mario world i don't have a huge anecdote for this but i just remember how excited we were that we had gotten the super nintendo finally and we got the of course the you know the 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 bundle with Super Mario World, and she had also bought a Street Fighter 2, but I will save that for next year, because Street Fighter 2 was uh, something we played the ever-loving shit out of, and I kind of regret getting rid of that card, just uh, Nostalgia 6 now. I w- I've thought about tracking it down, I think it's a little more pricey these days, and just decided, you know what, I don't think uh, Graham would want me to waste my money, because uh, it's not the same cart, and I can just get an Ever cart and just throw every Super Nintendo game ever and play it on my Super Nintendo that way. So yeah, but anyway, uh, we're going to listen to two tracks from Super Mario World, and that is Overworld and the Athletic Theme. Thank you. 
Next up is one I don't think she ever got to see me play, but I definitely was playing the soundtrack a few times when I would take her back and forth from our place to uh, back to her place or vice versa. Um, she was constantly, not constantly, but you know, uh, she was helping me out with the kids a lot. Like the days where I just could not do it anymore for lack of sleep and she would offer to take them. Most of the time, I think she was offering to take them because she... Uh, really wanted to see the kids more than she wanted anything to do with trying to help me sleep because she would call me like are you sure you don't want me to watch the kids Jason and you need to sleep and I'm like well I mean sure so I brought him over I think it was always just that but you know there were times she would come over here and just watch the kids and I'd set her up with the tv and everything and then um the last um the last year she was alive we um I brought her over every Monday night so we could watch Monday night football together because we're always off on Mondays and yeah, so I would uh, go pick up uh, Thomas from school and um, go pick her up and drag her and her uh, rather uh, substantial oxygen machine thing <laughs> into the house, hook her up and get her set up, and we'd sit there and watch football and then take her back home at the uh, at the end of the night. So, of course, we wouldn't just be like, oh, okay, game's over, get the hell out of here. It, you know, she'd hang out for a while, and then either I or my wife would uh, drag her back over there. And Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the next game we're going to be listening to, I think I mentioned, is Skyward Sword, and I, I don't think she ever saw me play that because I played it for a few hours, and it got to like the third dungeon or whatever it was, and it was like, fuck this noise, this game sucks, and I uh, didn't pick it up, but yeah, this was one she she definitely heard in the rotation, and I know she liked this one because it was one of those things she was like, is this Zelda? And I was like, yeah, because she saw it you know, on, the, uh, on, the, on the phone display, and I was like, yeah, she's like, man, this is... This is really great, Jason. I'm just amazed that it was like, you know, a full orchestra doing this stuff. And first, the, uh, you know, rather, rather simple uh, bleeps and bloops, if you will, of the, uh, you know, NES theme. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, the one we're going to be listening to, of course, is Theme of the Goddess. Or, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Theme of Skyward Sword, Ballad of the Goddess. See, I think I've mentioned it before, and maybe not on this one, but uh, on these episodes, I tend to edit a little bit less. I just, uh, these are a little bit more emotional, so I kind of try to keep that stuff in. So, yeah. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Ballad of the Goddess. And one that might be a little weird is our next one, and that is a Tecmo Super NBA Basketball. Now, 
I had a big thing for basketball, and I used to really be into it. I used to play it a lot, and uh, kind of completely fallen off of it since. I did pick up NBA 2K21 because there was just the uh, the legacy mode or like the All Star mode where it was the like you know the best players in teams' histories, and the Suns were my team, and KJ was my favorite. Or Kevin Johnson, if you don't know who that is, uh, is my favorite player. He was number seven and was like the point guard for a long time during. Uh, you know, my uh, interest in basketball and I saw him play once and it was supposed to be the year he retired and it was his last home game. And he threw down his first dunk of the season that year. And then, uh, because of, I think kind of like contractual stuff or something like that. Um, he ended up coming back next year to help fill out the roster and then retired after that. But for the most part, I got to see his last game, his last home game. So yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Tecmo Super or Tecmo Super NBA basketball was something I wanted because I was super into uh, super, uh, Tecmo Super Bowl on the NES, and I figured, hey, let's do this. And at the time, the Celtics were sort of more my team. I mean, you know, you had you know Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. Uh, you know, I think D Brown was even on the team. The up and coming superstar that uh, was to be Reggie Lewis that died uh, fair, like way too young in his life had a like I think a like heart attack or something like that on 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 court. And died in the hospital, but yeah, he's also in this game, so it was just kind of like a way to sort of like live on and play through that. And yeah, I kind of just uh, I played the hell out of this game. I do miss it a little bit, but uh, it, it's not the best of basketball games I've gone and played it since. And it's like, hey, this is fine, I guess. But you know, at the time, it was just sort of one of the things of like having like almost the entirety of the NBA roster in one game was pretty great. All right, so the two tracks we're going to be listening to are playing basketball, which is sort of like the uh, you know game their theme that plays you know during the first half, and then there's another one that plays during the second half that I'm not going to play because it's just the same thing but just sped up a little bit and world champions which I got to once I went through a, an, an entire season as the Celtics and won the championship and heard this once and I was like you know what I'm going to throw it in there just for nostalgia's sake so yeah anyway here are those two
And wrapping up what might be one of my favorite uh, Super Nintendo games, and definitely uh, the favorite of my brother and I when we uh, did co-op was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. The thing with that was, you know, we I had mentioned on the first one of these that, uh, you know, the, the first uh, Turtles arcade game was just a huge thing for me. Like, anytime we saw that, we begged for a quarter, just a quarter, to play that thing. And oftentimes we got dumped at the front of the Walmart that uh, my grandma would shop at with her sister while they went and picked out yarn to uh, crochet shit with. She would dump uh, me and my brother, or just my brother, or just me, just depending on the combination, um, with... Uh, with a quarter or a few or a few quarters, and so we could play Ninja Turtles. And eventually, she bought the um, bought the NES game, thinking that that would uh, get us from uh, stopping asking her for a quarter every time we saw the goddamn machine. And uh, realizing that uh, no, that that didn't solve that problem. It just cost me like fifty or sixty dollars or forty dollars or however much it was at the time. And I still have to fork over quarters for these little shits. <laughs> so. Uh, she loved doing that stuff for whatever reason, but yeah, we uh, we definitely played the hell out of that, and um, you know, I don't remember actually seeing Turtles in Time in the arcade too often, I think it was as I got a little bit older, um, there was a, a Tilt, which I think is sort of like a national one, that was in one of the malls out here, and they had Turtles in Time, and I played it, and I was like, you know, I don't know why I'm playing this, I can play this at home, it's nearly the same game, and then I found out that there was an extra stage, or two? I forget, in the Super Nintendo version, I was like, oh, the Super Nintendo version is just kind of better. I should just keep with that. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, tracks we're going to be uh, doing here for this one are sort of a basic bitch ones, but they are what they are. And that is Big Apple, 3 a.m., Technodrome, Let's Kick Shell, Bury My Shell, Wounded Knee, and Neon Night Riders.
And with that, that will wrap up this episode. So again, I want to appreciate you indulging me in this little uh, tribute, uh, endeavor, uh, whatever it is I do every year. I uh, this. I probably should do this for her birthday more than this, but it kind of helps me cope. I normally have a, I, the last three years now, I've had a very uh, rough go of trying to cope with the fact that she's gone. And yeah, it's just, you know, she was basically like my second mother. Um, you know, my mom and I are close and my grandma and I were close. And, um, you know, uh, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know my feelings on my dad <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, it was like just having a second parent, actually. Um you know, actually gave a shit about me. Didn't like constantly. Anyway, we'll just uh, sk- skim over the uh, details of it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to sort of highlight like how great she was, the stuff she would do for us, and just some of the ridiculous stories of her because she was funny. Um, you know, um, I've been accused of being uh, amusing at times. Uh, I think uh, my grandma was uh, genuinely funny. Had funny in her bones, even if she didn't realize it. Sometimes she would say the most ludicrous shit, and it's just like, Graham, what the hell did you? Okay. <laughs> So, uh, there was like something where, um, uh, my, uh, my wife and I are watching the bachelor or the, or the bachelorette and some of their dresses are, uh, slit very, very high. And there was something my grandma used to say, and neither of us can remember. And it kind of makes us sad that we're like, we're forgetting, but she would, she'd say, God, that thing is so high. You can see her. And she would say something. And it's like, what, 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 <laughs> just, yeah. So, I mean, you know, she, uh, you know, for, for being 80 something years old, 89 years old when she died, she was uh, very sharp and very funny still. She, she enjoyed, uh, she enjoyed being amusing. <laughs> That's for goddamn sure. So, and that, uh, that definitely passed down to my mother and passed down to me a little bit. I got a little bit of that. I don't know how much of that I got. I think, um, I think it degraded, I think it degraded a couple generations there, uh, between her and me, <laughs> but you know, I'm, yeah, I do. I do what I can. I do what I can. So anyway, um, as usual, I'm, I'm going to skip the plugs for this one. Um, I'll just say uh, there's a Patreon you can go support. It's in the show notes. So if you uh, just click the show notes there or just go to patreon.com slash games and junk, I'll uh, say thank you to my $5 patrons because, you know, I, not on the hook, but sort of on the hook for that. And I appreciate them doing that. So thank you, Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, Nathan Cooper, and Michael Hughes. And uh, hopefully uh, if this is uh, a couple of your guys' first time listening to this episode, or this, these type of episodes, it isn't too sappy and uh, doesn't make you kind of like want to just uh, click your uh, donation uh, and cancel it. But yeah, these are ones I'm going to be doing every year because I have a ton of memories of um, like video games and video game related or video game music related to her. And I've definitely got enough to keep going uh, with these for as long as this podcast is probably going to be around because yeah, the first long time or the long, first like half of my life basically that i was playing video games she was purchasing them for me and indulging me so it's one of those things that uh yeah i'm just gonna have something for a long time anyway um again i've talked about this before i don't really believe much of an afterlife but if there is one um i just want to say thanks graham and i i love you and i miss you and taking us out will not be the uh, cvs2 announcer as as it normally is uh it will be uh the uh the um grandma song from uh uh wind waker just because uh, she liked that game because of the way it looked and fitting tribute so anyway